What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. On the last show, I talked about selling my last rental property and multiple rental properties over the past few years, why I did it, and what I did with the money. Um, after that show, I got a bunch of questions, Facebook messages, emails, uh, texts, even in the last day. It's only been out for less than 24 hours now. Um, but the one I got from Adam Whitney, um, my business partner right now in Blackjack Real Estate, and he's running the company, he said, would you still buy those rentals uh, then if you had the same knowledge and skills you have now? If not, what would you do? So I took that question, and it, that's probably a question directly for him, but I think it's gonna pertain to a lot of you of, um, well, now that you have the skills that you have and the knowledge and information that you have, um, what would you do differently when you were getting started? So I'm gonna try to answer that question on this podcast before we dive into the next uh, series on interest rates and uh, inflation and all the other things that are going on in, in current events because I think there's a lot of people that are asking that question. Christina asked me a very similar question. She's like, I'm bouncing around all over the place. Um, right now, I feel like I'm, a, I think she said like a butterfly going from place to place and I don't have a lot of focus. So um, for all of you, I wanna um, share kind of what I've learned and uh, hopefully it helps you on this show. My name is Bill Allen and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. I get asked the question a lot, if I could go back and do things differently, what would I change and what would I do differently in my journey? Um, my answer is always the same and it always will be the same. I wouldn't change anything. Uh, ultimately, everything that I've learned, everything that I've done through all the transactions, the ups, the downs, the goods, the bads, the mistakes that I made, the big wins, all of it was for a reason. It was a path that I was on and that I was going to continue to go. So um, don't beat yourself up for the past and any mistakes that were made or, or anything that you should have, could have, would have done differently um, and, and move forward. So I look back and all of those experiences have built me up to the person that I am and the business owner that I am to allow me to do all the things that I can do now. However, what I do think is I think we can learn a lot from others, other people's wins, other people's struggles, other people's mistakes, and that's what I wanna do right now is I wanna share that information with you. So the question that I got was, after selling all of your rental properties and all of those things and, and what you said on the last um, video that you made, Knowing now what you know, knowing then what you know now, would you have done the same thing? Would you have still tried to buy 10 rental properties? Would you still try to get that kind of cash flow? Um, or would you have done things differently um, in building your business and, and looking for net worth growth and cash flow increase? And so um, that's ultimately the question. And, and really, I think the answer goes back to a lot of things. So everybody's going to be different. There's a lot of different skill sets. There's a lot of different um, locations. There's a lot of different market timing that's happening um, all the time. And it's always changing. So all of that has to come into play when you're trying to think about what's happening. But can you learn from some of the things that, that I learned? Absolutely. So um, my story basically goes back to, uh, I talked about it on the last video. If you haven't seen it or you haven't watched um, the last show, make sure that you do that and then you come into this with all of that understanding. But basically, in short, I bought 10 rental properties over the span of a few years. And then uh, over the past two years or so, I started selling them off. Because what I said was when they become vacant, if I wouldn't buy them for the price that I bought them for when I did, because of the skills and the knowledge and the business that I have, I'm gonna sell them. And every single one of them, when they came vacant, I sold them. Because I can buy deeper discounted properties now with the marketing skills that I have, the sales skills, the team, um, all of that stuff than I did even, that, even as the market has increased. 
So, and I also have different goals and different strategy now, um, but I also had some pain points. So you really need to think like, where are your strengths and where are your weaknesses? So the first thing that I would do is I would do that. I would do kind of a SWOT analysis, okay? So strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats is, is something that we use in the military, they use it in business, all these different areas. Like what are some of those things? So what are the, some of the strengths that I have? Um, even if I was just getting started, what am I really, really good at? What are some of my weaknesses? So I would say the, the weaknesses that, that I had in Pensacola specifically were no good property managers. I couldn't find one that, that would manage my property and I would feel comfortable with. So that was a big problem for me. So I ended up self-managing. I was putting uh, different pieces in place. If I could go back and do it again, I would probably work a lot harder to find a property manager that I trusted that um, was really good at what they did and I can buy these properties and offload them to them. Um, the other thing that I saw was really the returns on my money weren't as good as I, what I wanted. Um, at the time, they were great because I didn't have any other outlets or avenues. But now I have a lot more avenues to, uh, to have a bigger return on my capital. I also wasn't paying a lot of taxes back then. I'm paying a lot more taxes or have the potential to pay a lot more taxes now because I have a lot more active income coming in than I did then. So, I, so I'm looking for some different things now than I was then. So all of these things, to understand all of that and my, some, and my goals, at that time, I, didn't, I wasn't able to think as big as I can now. I wasn't a... Like as a, as a level of entrepreneur, I wasn't moving up as a higher level entrepreneur. I was still a very early entrepreneur and I thought, you know, making $500,000, $600,000 a year was kind of the limit or maybe a million. Like I just wasn't there yet to say, why can't I make $10 million a year? You know, and so all of these things, the mindset, the skills, the ability, the other, uh, the location, the, the other um, people that I had in the, in the marketplace, the potential partners, all of these things just weren't there yet. And when I talk about my mindset as an entrepreneur, I think that's really one of the most important is I was okay buying 10 rental properties and getting to $100,000 a year. And I was gonna take that and supplement it with my active military income and my retirement. I was gonna do 20 years of active duty military, get a retirement and have like 50,000 coming in from that, like 100,000 for my rentals. And maybe I'd flip a couple houses a year in the beginning. And that was kind of the mindset that I had. It was kind of small. Okay, which is, might be big for a lot of you right now. So wherever you are in that place, all of that's gonna define where you're going in the direction and the decisions that you make. So for me, um, as I grew as an entrepreneur, I just started saying, well, I can actually do more. I have more potential. I have more um, capacity to do bigger and better things. I started building bigger relationships, thinking bigger. And what that did was it said, you know what, like building this rental portfolio, um, I have these 10 houses, they're all kind of class A rentals, they do pretty well, but they also have higher upkeep, um, they are, they're building equity, but I have the opportunity and, and, and opened a door somewhere else to invest that capital and that equity into something that paid higher dividends. So what you need to think about for you is where are you and, and really come up with a list of all that stuff and try to think about where you're going. But you don't have to think 10 years down the road or 30 years down the road and make those decisions right now. Just think like three to five years down the road and figure out where you wanna go and then you can just kind of pivot along the way. So for me, it was just when they came vacant, I would, I would look at my you know, what I had available to me where I could put the funds and do I wanna put the funds somewhere else that make a bigger return? The only way that I'll know if I'm right is if I did both directions. I, I, went, I, I did what I'm doing now, making the decision to sell the properties and, and invest in something else, or keep them 
and then evaluate it 10 years down the road. So like we're never gonna know if the decisions that we make are correct. So what we need to do is we need to evaluate the space that we're in. And in the military, I realized when I was flying uh, helicopters, I had to make decisions really, really fast. So I'd take the information that I had, I'd collect it, I'd try to make the best decision that I could in the moment, and then, you know, in helicopters, it's like 30 seconds later, five minutes later, 10 minutes later, I reevaluate. And constantly we're iterating that process and reevaluating. It's the same thing in your financial life and your business life. So the one thing that I'd recommend if I could go back and do it again is I would really look hard at reinvesting back into my business. I think I did a really good job of that, but that's probably the biggest return that you can make. If you're an entrepreneur and you're flipping houses or wholesaling houses or you're making this active income and, and, and taking it all off and doing something like going to buy at one rental property and then you continue to just flip one house at a time, that's what I was doing in the beginning. I'd flip a house, I'd make money, and then I'd invest that in a down payment on a rental property and then I'd go try to flip one more house. It would take me a year to do it. I'd buy another rental property. So I wasn't growing fast enough at the, in the beginning where I could have probably grown faster if I took that $40,000 and reinvested it back into my flipping business or my wholesaling business for marketing to find more deals. So instead of taking it off the table, injecting it into a rental property that's paying $500 a month and it's cash flowing, but I'm not seeing like massive net worth increase. So when I started scaling my business a few years later, what I did was I dumped all the money that I was making back in my business, and I kind of slowed down on buying the rental properties. I was still going kind of slow. So I was able to inject the money back in the business. We did, I did one flip and $45,000 one year. The next year, I did 67 transactions. It was 12 flips and 55 wholesale deals, and we did almost $700,000 in gross profit. And I had a small team. I think that year I made about $500,000. So I made a half million dollars there. I was still flying for the Navy, making 120 grand. And what I did was I lived off my Navy income, and I didn't pump all of that cash back into my bank account. I pushed it all back into the business. And so then what I was able to do the next year is I was able to grow the company to do 135 deals instead of 67, and we did $1.3 million the second year. And then I pushed all that money back in again, and we did $2.3 million the next year and 187 deals. And that's when basically what I did was I put my, my income against the business so I, on paper, I was paying myself a salary, but I wasn't pulling capital out of the company. And then we were flush with cash after about two and a half years. And I took all the money back off the table and basically paid myself um, the three or $400,000 or, or maybe more that was still in the business that I pulled and took off the table, put it in my bank account. And then what I actually ended up doing then was buying my whole life policy for myself and my wife and my son, Will. So I took all that money and I put it into a, a whole life uh, policy, which is a topic for another uh, show. And then uh, what I did was I, I started borrowing money against that to reinvest in the business and, and lend it to the business. So instead of just pumping it back in as equity, I started lending to the business on paper. So that was my story. I, I wish that I did that earlier where I pumped it into the business because that was the place that I could make the biggest return. I'd rather invest in myself than any stock out there or really even any houses in the beginning. Um, so getting that up and running, it allowed me to grow faster than most people. It allowed me to scale. And then what I could do is I could then try to figure it out and also up to my skill set, like my skill levels went up and it started increasing. So I was able to, um, to have other opportunities start coming to me and think more dynamically. So that's one thing that I think that I would do differently. And I would challenge everybody that's kind of growing a business. Can you reinvest the majority of what you're making back into the business? So I kept my full-time job and I love that I did that because 
um, I didn't have to pay myself. So I coach a lot of people now. I talk to a lot of people that they're paying themselves $10,000, $15,000, $20,000 a month, and they're wondering why they can't grow as fast as we did or why they can't scale as quickly. It's because they're not reinvesting back in their business. So that's probably the first place that I would I would go to is reinvesting back in the business. And I don't mean just, like just marketing, like increasing budgets and spending more money. It's always looking at the ROI. I knew that that was a place that I could grow and scale. So what I think entrepreneurs should do is grow, plateau, so that's why I would plateau and pay myself, and then grow again, plateau, and you wanna get some stability in there. Dial in the processes. Maybe you look at the people and they're, they're, they're not the right folks, or, or you need to get a higher level entrepreneur, like I hired a COO that third year. And he came in and then that allowed me to go work with Seven Figure Flipping more and start doing coaching and mentoring and things like that, which opened up the door for this company. So those are a lot of things that I would recommend to you. And everybody's going to be different. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are the opportunities? And what are the threats to you and your business? And figure out your goals. And you don't have to think of your goals 20 or 30 years down the road. These can be goals that are the next year or two. And you say, okay, let's go this direction. And then we can make a little pivot as we need to. Reevaluate it every six months, every year. What I would recommend that I did was I tracked my net worth on my net worth sheet. So every single month, I was at that time, I was looking at my net worth. And as it started going up, I said, what caused my net worth to go up that, that much? And when I was investing in stocks, that was never going up. It was just sitting, it was going up like slow, like super slow. It's like watching paint dry. And when I got into real estate, it just started going up and up and up. And I was like, what was it? Okay, I bought this rental property. Then I bought another rental. And then I flipped a house and it went up $45,000. Like, whoa, that's half my salary for the year. And so if you can watch it, like what you pay attention to, what you track changes, right? It adjusts. If you're watching this video right here, you can see right there, there's a tracker for our YouTube channel. I'm working on our YouTube channel right now. Like I want to focus on that. So I'm watching it every single day. I walk in. Is our subscribers going up? And by the way, please subscribe to our YouTube channel right now. You can subscribe right now. Seven Figure Flipping YouTube channel. Subscribe right now. So it's going up every day. I walk in, we get 10 more, we get 10 more. It's like, oh my gosh, this is encouraging me to make more videos, to do more things, to start thinking about all that stuff. So for you, what you watch, pay, what you pay attention to and you track changes and you focus on that, you put more effort in that. So start tracking your net worth, start tracking your cash flow numbers, start looking at that. So what would I have done differently? I wouldn't have done anything differently, but hopefully you can take something from this, like something from it for you, figure out where you are, what the, where's the market, what's the, what's the, um, what's the market cap? What's available to you? What do you want to be involved in? What are you really strong at? What are you really weak at? Where are some, what are some partnerships and some uh, relationships that you have that you could leverage to do something? And so I know a lot of people are getting into short-term rentals now. I think that's amazing. Um, a lot of people are thinking about uh, single-family rentals. A lot of people going into multifamily. A lot of people flipping, wholesaling. But take your active income and figure out where to put it. Like, What is the passive way that you're going to do it? And it might be in the beginning, I just want to grow my active income. And that's what I did. I just grew my active income and my passive income. I grew it slightly with the those rental houses. But then I had a tax problem. And so then I went to work on my tax problem. That's single family or multifamily. You can have tax write-offs and bonus depreciation, either one of those. Uh, but it wasn't more flipping and wholesaling. So I scaled and grew the business. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to plateau. I'm going to pull the money off the table, figure out where to put it. And it wasn't more loans. The more loans that I did, that was all active income too. So I still do those things, but I really look at my tax burden now, which became a problem for me. That wasn't a problem before. It was a threat that popped up, right? And then the opportunity to buy seven-figure flipping this company to, to grow my active income, that was an opportunity that came along that I never thought would come along. I would never be able to foresee that. So you got to navigate these, these opportunities and threats as they come. Think about your strengths and weaknesses each time and then dial in on what that is. It's going to be different for all of you. 
but real estate is the way. I'm telling you right now, like real estate is the way to financial freedom, net worth growth, and passive income, and tax depreciation. Like there's so many benefits of it. So if you're not investing and you're listening to this right now, get off the fence, jump in, um, hang out with us on our Seven Figure Flipping podcast, our Seven Figure Flipping YouTube channel, um, all of the events that we do, Flip Hacking Live, Multifamily Live, all the stuff that we do, it's right there for you. We even do a RIA all the time right here in Nashville um, at 7FRIA.com. Like there's so many opportunities to get involved with us and grow your real estate knowledge, your information, and try to figure out where you're gonna navigate and where you're gonna put this money. Um, and you might, the, the question is also, is now the right time? I'm gonna answer that on upcoming shows, videos, all the stuff that we do, but now is like, the time is now. You have to get in and get involved. You can make money in any market, and I'm gonna show you how um, in the upcoming uh, show. So hopefully this is helpful for those of you that are kind of like scratching your head after the last one, wishing that um, I could answer like, what should you do? Well, it's up to you. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Map that out, and then just come up with a plan for a year or two, and you'll be right there. Um, okay, I will see you on the next one. If you are hanging out with us on uh, YouTube, subscribe right now. Like Subscribe to our channel, um, hit the bell, um, share it with somebody and tell somebody about this, um, what we're doing. I would love to get that number right there uh, to tick up. So uh, thanks for hanging out with me. I'll see you guys soon. Bye.